0: Alright everyone, what is cooking? You've reached Barbecue to Movies. I'm scriptwriter Steve. And today is March 23rd, 2021. Guess what time it is? It's 3:45 a.m. Yeah, that's right, 3.45 in the morning. Yeah, well, I'm up uh late here working on some photos, you know, fixing up photos. When you take pictures on digital cameras, they don't automatically come out looking good. And I had a wedding couple who got married, um, almost in the rain. Uh, it was pretty much overcast. I think I told you about this, uh, last week, Friday. Well, now it's time to really fix up their photos because I just finished up fixing up the photos for the last couple. And you know, when you run your own business, when you, you know, when you run your own business and you're running your own photography business, one of the steps when you take digital pictures is that you have to fix up the photos. And uh, you could outsource this to people like in India or in Vietnam, or I think people in the Philippines, even people in Russia were offering me services on top of the internet. And, um, you know, I've entertained them. I've actually said, okay, you know, fix up one or two photos. And the quality just came back crappy. And the truth is a lot of photographers out there, uh, because they do get backlogged in, in um, touching up their photos and airbrushing and all that other stuff they actually outsource it and you know when you outsource it it's never as good as the original artist and uh, for myself when i touch up photos you know i i take it through a three process i, I first of all I, uh, I i fix the exposure and brightness and shadows and everything like that make sure the contrast is perfect and you know manipulate the colors as much as i can without really affecting I guess uh, the actual images' uh, natural properties, right? Sometimes, if you over, if you overcorrect images, um, the audience will actually know. So the trick is to when you touch up photos, right? When you airbrush them or do anything to them or manipulate them, you can only manipulate them so far, and you you basically want to manipulate them right to the cusp of where uh, the regular person who's who's viewing this photo. Or your customer will know for a fact that it is not it is not manipulated to them to the naked eye. They'll say that, "Wow, that's a great photo," when the truth is it's manipulated the hell out of. So I, I take it through a three process. You know, the first one is, first one is exposure and correction and all that stuff, like I told you. And then I go in there and I I, I touch up their skin, make sure their skin is silky smooth, and I and I do that somewhat through airbrushing. And, and so, and also through some automation programs. I'm not going to disclose my secrets right now. And uh, the last step is that I go in by hand and I start removing tourists in the background, removing some wrinkles that I feel, maybe removing some hair, uh, removing a pimple that may, may have seen. And I do this to every single photo out there. And uh, it takes me a little while. But in the end, I have a happy bride. They get what they they got what they paid for, and then they refer me out to some other people out there, and they, they give me a great review and all of that. Extra time it pays off with a future booking down the road. It usually 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 does, but that's what I'm doing late at night. So that's why I'm always working late at night. But anyway, during the daytime, I'm usually you know riding my bike or working my script or doing some other stuff, doing some other, you know you know running emails. And then today, I saw that, you know, unfortunately, not everyone was having the great day like how I usually have. Um, unfortunately, we had a really bad tragedy in our, in our country. A supermarket over in Colorado got shot up. And that's sad. That's really, really, really sad. And of course, well, what's even more sad, well, that's not really more sad, but I thought what triggered me even more, and this may sound bad, is that when I was watching CNN, immediately they started jumping on the fact that this may be motivated by asian hate asian xenophobia now we didn't know what you know what the shooter's motivation was we still don't know what it was and we don't we didn't we don't know whether or not at that time what the ethnicity of the victims were and already A lot of these commentators were jumping on the bandwagon of Asian hate, trying to push this narrative of xenophobia. Why? Why are they doing that? It doesn't make any sense. You shouldn't rush to judgment. And even then, they say, we really don't really want to rush to judgment. But, and then they say, this could be a result of more Asian xenophobia. Now, here's something really interesting that I want to tell you right now. Uh, Not too long ago, a black man, right? He yelled, you mother effing Asian at a 68-year-old man and then punched him in the face. He's actually on video doing this. You didn't hear about this. Now, this just happened a few days ago. Why didn't you hear about this? Now, that's pure racism right there. He yelled to this Asian guy you know, you mother effing Asian and then punched him in the face. The news was quiet. Why? Because this guy who did it was black and he didn't fit the narrative, all right? Now, again, racism, like I've always said, racism does exist out there because you have idiots like this guy who punched this Asian in the face, right? The 68-year-old man who wasn't doing anything. You know, you have idiots like that and and um you when you have idiots like that in the world, of course you have someone who's a racist and he is probably a racist. But does that mean because he's black that all blacks are racist against Asians? Absolutely not. But if it was a white man who did it, that would be the narrative that they would want to push. <laughs> That's the media for you. You know, that is the media for you. And that I find just, just upsetting. Just really, really upsetting. Why can't the media be honest with you, right? But who are we to say? We are living in a matrix of lies right now. Now, one thing I want to talk about, I'm going to cut to commercial really quick, but I want to tease you what, I want, what I'm really going to be talking about. I want to talk more about COVID right now. And again, full disclosure, I'm not a doctor, all right? I'm not a doctor, Yeah, I'm a wedding planner. I own a wedding company primarily. That that is my bread and butter. At the same time, I am a storyteller, right? So I tell my stories through different mediums such as photography, you know, Facebook posts, writing things, and also screenwriting. All right. But I'm not a full-time screenwriter like in Hollywood. Not at all. Not anymore. Left that life a long time ago. But I am dipping my feet back into the entertainment industry, working my own, working on my own stories and working on other people's stories because of COVID, and then and then there may be a possibility that I may pen a movie later on this year. Now, nothing is when you work in the entertainment industry, nothing is set in stone. But I can't tell you about the projects or the movies that I'm working on right now. But when I can tell you about it, I'll let you know. All right. But here's the thing: when you're a professional storyteller. You you basically get into this habit of picking apart other people's stories. And you're trying to find plot holes. Because one thing you do with your own work is you find plot hole after plot hole or loophole after loophole, and you try to plug them because you're trying to make this piece of fiction, you know, seem like it's nonfiction to the person who is being who you're entertaining right so you want to tell the most beautiful lie out there which, you know again this superhero fantasy lie or you want to tell any of this and you want to be you want to pretend that you're, it's the truth and you do that by plugging every single hole out there but again the you know the downfall of this is that you be you get to become kind of OCD when it comes to people who are just telling their story and a lot of times when people tell their story you know they tend to lie, right? It's just a human tendency to exaggerate or lie, and then, you know, for me, I you know I always want to try to point it out and tell them, point the finger, says no, you're not telling the truth here, not telling the truth, telling the truth because I can tell because their storyline doesn't make sense, their timelines don't make sense, right? And but again, I hold my tongue because I don't want to be a friend or a person, you know, who, or even a relative who is a lawyer, and I, I'm not there to, you know, to put that storyteller, whoever it may be, you know, on the stand and cross examine them because that's not fun, right? So I just let them speak and everyone has their freedom of speech and everyone has, and maybe sometimes they're not lying, right? So anyway, when the COVID came out, the CDC and all of these, uh, you know, the health department, (laughs) their stories were full of plot holes and loopholes and and fictional narratives that are very, were very, very easy to, to identify, especially from me. Now, I want to talk about some of them because they're still lying. Now, I talked about some of their older lies. I want to talk to you about more of their lies, right? So I'm going to cut the commercial. When you get back, we're going to talk about COVID and the lies that we're being fed by politicians, the media, by the health department. And how they they are all just synergetic. They are just a synergetic web of lies that if you are not careful enough, you believe them all because they are coming from different areas, then suddenly you'll be fearful. And that's what they want. Okay, so I'm going to cut to commercial. Join me on the other side. What is going on everyone? This is your favorite complainer in chief, scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, elopings, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S, that's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. And by the way, we also take professional family photos. So visit our site, at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685 That's 808-479-0685 Okay everyone, I hope you're back from that commercial break. I'm ready to chat it up with you right now. Gonna listen to this music, get me in that mood. All right, I'm gonna turn this down here. That's really not the right music for this mood, right? Is it? <laughs> I'm sorry, people. That is not the right music. You know, sometimes when you're dealing with live, I guess with a live podcast here or a one take podcast like myself, that is too lazy to go fix it up in post production that's what you get. So that was the wrong music for the wrong time. And I apologize for that. But, um, so let's talk about COVID. All right. Now I'm not sure about you, but for me, I'm a skeptic. I I guess I'll label myself as a healthy skeptic. I try not to tread my, I guess, tread too far into the world of paranoia. But again, you know, where do you draw that line of what's paranoid? I guess what drives you more paranoid or a healthy skeptic? I think it's a very blurry line. And for myself, I always try to double-check myself because I don't want to go there. And it's very, very easy to go there, you know, just to start, you know, swimming in story after story, going down that rabbit hole of just conspiracy theories. And you know what? Are these conspiracies true or not, right? And a lot of times... There, where there's smoke, there's fire. So sometimes, you know, a conspiracy theory may have some little sprinkles of truth in there. And it may be even glitters of truth in there. And you have to take a look at those little glitters, those little specks. And maybe from there you can derive that maybe this will be true or false. And, uh, you know, you really, te- I really don't want to go, you know, to these very paranoid areas but then again I still listen to everyone I, I, I still listen to you know my friends my relatives and everything even if I 100% disagree with them and I feel they are they are preaching something that is just filled again with plot holes and loopholes galore I'll still listen and I'll still listen with a very open mind uh, number one because I don't want to disrespect them number two because they may be right and I may be wrong So a lot of times, even though what I tell you today, I feel it is right, I'm always willing to entertain the fact that I may be wrong, all right? So even what I say today, you know, again, take it with a grain of salt. You have to decide whether or not my opinion may be the right opinion, because after all, at the end of the day, it's just one man's opinion, all right? So let's talk about COVID. Now, our local and federal government there's no doubt that they're withholding information from us, okay? That's not a conspiracy theory. And, you know, they're not giving us enough information. You know, they're just giving us enough to force us into a panic. And I have and I have complete proof of this. I'm going to get into this, okay? Now, again, that's not a conspiracy theory. So what the question is, well, what type of information are they withholding? What do they actually know? Well, I have a few questions here. Now, how many of those who are infected, wore masks. And how many of those who were infected did not wear masks? Now, there was a study that even the CDC endorsed, but they didn't publicize too much, that concluded, of those who were infected, 98% were wearing masks all the time, part-time, or most of the time. 98%. And of those who were infected, those of, the, of those who, who were infected, 2% were not wearing a mask. So what does this mean? The mask, 98% of them who were wearing masks got infected anyway. Now, the CDC, they leaked this out and they said that, well, this study, yes, they, they did conclude this in this study, but it's not being interpreted very, um, very clearly and there's an ex- explanation to this. Well, guess what? they never explained the huge variance in, the, in this results. Again, 98% of the people who were infected were wearing masks. Only 2% of those infected were not wearing masks. If I looked at this, just on the fact of just looking at these numbers, I would say, hey, wait a minute. Those, those who are wearing masks got infected. This right here, is almost as as clear as day as how they explain how COVID, the COVID vaccine is effective. They'll say 95%, if you take the COVID vaccine, 95% of you will become immune and 5% will not be immune. In this stat, they're saying 98% of of, of of those wearing masks were infected and 2% of those infected were not wearing masks. So it's the same damn thing, yet it was buried. It was completely buried in the media. So many of you didn't even hear about it. Now, some of you hardcore conservatives know about it, but then again, some of you don't know about it, right? When I go around and talk to people about COVID, they never heard about that. Now, here's the other thing. The truth is, is that masks are actually effective, but only, only if certain practices are followed. So what are those certain practices, right? They don't tell us what the certain practices are. First off, a mask is only good per incident or per task. I'm sorry if you hear those little feet running around behind me. That's my guinea pig and it's squeaking. So (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) But anyway, back to this talk. So what do I mean by first, they're only good by per incident, Well, that means if a surgeon, right, is going to operate on you, he's going to wear a surgical mask for that one task or for that one incident. He's not going to wear it for the next person coming into for surgery or the next, or even for the next person next week or the next person tomorrow. After that, he's going to throw it away because that mask becomes useless after your surgery is done. Correct? So again, one mask per incident or task, that's how it becomes effective. Number two, they shouldn't be used, reused over and over again. Now, all of us, (laughs) we pretty much use it over and over and over again, right? Again, for me, I don't wear the surgical mask. I wear my bandana and, you know, I'm always, you know, I put it by, put it on my dashboard and I just wear it because, you know, I want to go ahead and and shop. If there were no mask mandate, I would not wear it. Okay. Number three, they have to be stored properly. Now, again, a mask, if you're storing it, you know, in a place where a lot of people are touching and coughing and everything like that, and you're just putting it inside your pocket, I'm sorry, that surgical mask or whatever mask you're wearing is pretty much useless. You know, all you women, there putting it in your purse and a lot of guys put it in their pocket. Oh, it's pretty much useless. So lastly, it must be worn properly. Meaning, once you put it on, it should not be at all, zero. 0% adjusted with your fingers or her hands or anything like that. Secondly, it should not be worn as a chin diaper. <laughs> so once, say for example, if you have COVID on your, on your chin, right, from someone else that's coughing around, you pull that mask down to your chin and then you put it back up, well, lo and behold, you got COVID in there. So again, here's the truth. No one follows these rules other than surgeons or people who work in the ER, Right. And not even many nurses, the nurses, I see them outside the, the hospital, they, they're wearing their surgical mask as a chin diaper. I see that all the time. I just dropped, I had to drop my dad off a month ago for a heart surgery. And uh, right there outside, I see nurses taking a smoke break outside <laughs> with their with their mask worn as a chin diaper, you know, completely useless. And then they put it back on after they finish smoking. Isn't that great, right? So again... Uh, you know, we're, 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 we're wearing masks ineffectively and then maybe that's why those who are wearing masks are infected most of the time. Maybe that would explain it, but they won't tell you that. They won't tell you that because they just want you to wear the mask and that's better than nothing. And why don't we even talk about this? The COVID, the COVID, the COVID virus is smaller than the weaves of fabric that the surgical mask, uh, I guess, is made out of. So if you wear a cloth mask, it's basically 100% useless. The surgical mask, I think, it, it may, ca- may catch a few. The N95 is maybe the most effective. All right. Now, why don't we talk about the test? The COVID test, when a person tests positive, it doesn't actually mean that they're infected with COVID. So when you hear for a fact that, oh, in your state, so many people tested positive for COVID, well, how many of them are actually infected? Because just because SARS-CoV-2 is in your nose, it doesn't mean that it has infected you or that the virus is actually alive. Now get this, so we had three healthcare workers who got double vaccinated. When I say double vaccinated, they got the Pfizer or Moderna, they got both shots So they went to go vacation up in the mainland. So when before you come to Hawaii, you have to provide a negative COVID test. So guess what? They tested positive for COVID. Positive. They were double vaccinated. Here's the thing. They had no symptoms and they didn't spread it to anyone. They did contact tracing with them. And everyone who they came in contact with, they didn't spread it to anyone. Of course, you can have COVID inside your nose but it's not affecting them. They are immune to it, right? Because they have the current, they have the antibodies that are into them. (laughs) Do do you know how many viruses or or traces of bacteria you have in your body at this time? You have good bacteria, you have bad bacteria, right? And you have a lot of different viruses floating all around, but your body has all of these antibodies that are currently actually fighting it off. So you could test even, even positive for the flu, but your body will be fighting off the flu right now. So again, a positive test doesn't mean you're infected. And most of all, it doesn't mean you're, you have a death sentence. <laughs> okay. So again, when you see all these positive tests out there, there's, oh my God, there's more people testing positive. But they're not telling you, again, are they symptomatic, or are they healthy? How many of them are actually healthy and have no symptoms? And again, they're treating people without symptoms who are healthy as sick. How do you like that? All right. So, and, and, and secondly, they're not telling you how much, how many times this PCR test, you know, the one they kind of scrape your nose in, how many times is in your is your state multiplying that PCR test by? Now, do you know that? If you when they scrape your nose and there's particles in there, that if it's multiplied 30 times or more, it's usually very inaccurate. Guess what the standard was in the United States? 550. Five, that means the majority of the PCR tests were flat out inaccurate. All right? And and this is not no logic from script writer Steve here. This is this is coming directly from the WHO. All right. Now, again, this is crazy, right? You're getting more information from a damn screenwriter, a wedding planner, <laughs> you know, when they should be telling you this. Yeah, you know, I had to do the research into this. You probably have not heard of this. Or maybe if you're smart, you have, okay? And, and I would say about 90% of my audience is smart, but I'm talking to the 10% out there who have just been willfully ignorant because you just want to believe, 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 believe that the government is out there and they believe in the best for you. When I mean, the truth is that they created this fear to help Joe Biden win this election, all right? That's that's number one, num- numero uno. And number two, it's to control you because they found a way to actually control you. Now, here's one thing that really gets me. Of those of those who died with COVID or died from COVID. let's just say of those who died because of COVID, why aren't we told how they were treated? They know how they were treated, all right? So here in Hawaii, I know of two people who died because the the infected patients were told, number one, to go home, and number two, to call the doctors when things got worse. So by the time they called the doctor, well, COVID had already infected their lungs, their liver, and all this, and they were already on their way out. So kind of too late already. You know, when things get worse, it doesn't matter what type of medication you take, what type of vaccines you take, or what type of even antibodies you actually take. Even the synthetic antibodies won't help you at that point. Why are they telling them just to go home? That's the standard. That is the standard method methodology of treatment here in Hawaii. And it's a standard treatment in America. Hey, just go home. They don't want to treat you with the ivermectin, the hydroxychloroquine. They don't even want to tell you about the quercetin and zinc. I'm still on quercetin and zinc. Um, pitmaster Keith, who is double vaccinated, still takes quercetin and zinc. You know, it's funny because you know, Keith, he told me he told me the story uh, this uh this past week and uh he and I were like talking about our future barbecue business and then uh and then um we just talked about like how often he would get sick right around this time. He said usually by this time of the year, he would have gotten three times sick and would have to call home and said because he was just, you know, you know just sick, 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 sick. But this year he didn't get sick because he started putting himself on the quercetin zinc. And the quercetin zinc, he believes stopped him from getting uh, um, either one, A, COVID and B, the common code. He really does. Because he works as as a manager at the supermarket. And he said, during this COVID time, there was more, there was actually more, uh, I guess, customers than usual. And we all know that, right? We all know that. There was no shortage of customers. (laughs) The government closed down everywhere and then forced us all into supermarkets, basically. Now, here's another one about the government keeping things from us. So just recently, here in Hawaii, a 39-year-old patient, he got infected with COVID and he just got out of, out of the hospital. Now, he spent three months in there and it, was, and it was really bad. He had a really bad case of it. Um, he was told, number one, to go home, call them when things got worse. He did. And um, he had to get uh, intubated, right? So he was put on a ventilator and they knocked, they knocked him out. And about three months later, they woke him up and that's when he was healed. And the the theory coming out, the narrative coming out by the doctor and the lieutenant governor and everyone was saying that, see, COVID can attack anyone. It doesn't matter if you're elderly or nothing. This guy here was 39 years old and he almost died. And all of a sudden, so get your vaccine. Get your vaccine because this guy's only 39 years old and he almost died. So it's not just the elderly who actually need to get vaccinated. Everyone needs to get vaccinated. That's what they were saying. Unfortunately, the doctor, the DOH, and the Lieutenant Governor, they weren't telling the full truth. They were only telling the half truth. So what? Ha- you know, again, for myself, I said, this is kind of weird. 39 year old patient, right? This bad, almost dying. What the hell happened? Why did Donald Trump survive? I know some people, I know some people who didn't get treated at all and they were much older and they turned out okay. What is it with this 39-year-old, right? There got to be something. So I googled. I worked Googled Deep People. I worked it I worked it really deep. I looked I was using all different search engines and everything like that and and finally I found his name after on think on page 10 or 20 or or some really back page in Google, buried deep in Google. How do you like that? Buried deep, deep, deep in Google. That he was actually, his case of COVID was studied nationally. His name came up in a, in a big, big study. Why? Well, <laughs> these scientists were studying COVID's, uh, I guess, reaction to people with sickle cell anemia. And apparently, COVID reacts, to, people with sickle cell anemia, they get, they get hit with COVID bad. And in fact, that's why they think it's, um, COVID-19 is affecting the African-American community a lot more negatively, a lot more strongly than, than any other community. And this person who's uh, 39 years old, he's not black. He's actually Asian, but he has sickle cell anemia. Or he has a recessive gene or something that he actually got that. It's so rare. So rare, extremely rare for an Asian person to have sickle cell anemia, but he did. So get this. So they do the research and they said, yeah, he had a hard time. Again, people with sickle cell anemia, it hits you hard. They got to, they got to intubate them. They're on the, they're on the ventilator for two to three months. But that was not released to the people of Hawaii. That, and not at all. Now COVID is bad people. You know, COVID is really, really, really bad, okay? All right? But the side effect is even worse. And what is the side effect? Lies. The government just lies. And the other really horrible side effect is the rise of communism, right? And make no, make no mistake, I'm not being paranoid when I say communism is, is on its way in because of COVID. Your house was your prison. You were kept from loved ones. Apparently, under this narrative to save you and your loved ones from a virus, everyone had a 98% chance of surviving, all right? They used fear to push a communist narrative on you. And you're still not allowed to travel, right, freely. You're still you know, told that you can't assemble, peacefully assemble unless it's Black Lives Matter. But God forbid you want to assemble to worship Christ. God forbid you want to, here in Hawaii, if my couples, they want they want to get married on the beach with friends and relatives, they can only invite 10 people, 10. But if they're dead, they can invite 25 because there's 25 people allowed at funerals. But if you're alive and want to get married and say I love you to each other, you can only have 10 people there. Does that make any sense at all? You know, you know, I spent one year without making a dime. All right, one whole freaking year. But I always remember, I, I, I remember when I was told that we had to lock down for two weeks to flatten the curve. You remember that rhetoric? Flatten the damn curve. Where is that curve now? We already flattened that a long time ago. And they still want to lock us down in some sort, right? Joe Biden threatened to us, threatened that if we don't get vaccinated, if we don't follow the rules, that we may still have to lock down. That's Joe Biden for you. Who is he following? Who thought of that? Communist China. Not Korea, not Japan, right? Korea and Japan, they had good results and they didn't lock down. It's only China that started the lockdown. Why is Joe Biden embracing the policy of China when they want to say we have to be like South Korea when South Korea never locked down? <laughs> and then I was told, I'm backing up here, I was told that the vaccine, it wouldn't be out till two or three years later and that Trump's promise of having a vaccine by the end of 2020 was a fantasy. You, re- you remember that? Even Fauci said that it was a fantasy. But hmm, here we are with the vaccine. Another promise kept by Trump, right? But then Joe Biden claims responsibility for it. And then I was told back then that once the vaccine was out, things could get back to normal. But now the left says there's a new normal and they can't define what the new freaking normal is. And now Biden is telling us we gotta get the vaccine so you can get together with your friends on the 4th of July for a picnic. You don't think that's communism right there? They with, they're withholding all this information. All this different things. Hold on a second. Hey. Stop biting it. My guinea pig is biting the the, the picture on the wall there. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Again, you're dealing with a live podcast. Where I'm not editing that out. Oh, there he is. Hey, hey. Nope. This one is a rascal. This one is a real bad rascal. So anyway, this is where we are people, right now. This is where we are with COVID. Where do you lie? Where, where does your faith lie? Do you actually have faith in our government? You know, I see the numbers going down right now and let's just talk about the numbers right, going right, down right now. Don't look at the number of cases. Now that's important. The number of cases are, are important to look at, right? but look at the deaths. The deaths are tell you more of a story of where we are headed than the infections. Again, if you take the vaccine, you can still test positive. It doesn't mean you're sick. It just means the virus is in you, and that's why you have antibodies in you, all right? So again, a positive test means nothing. And again, most of the people who test positive are asymptomatic, so those who, who test positive, you just add them to the herd immunity, okay? Positive tests mean nothing. It just means they add to the herd. So you have them adding to the herd and you have people who are vaccinated who are already part of the herd, all right? What you have to look at is the deaths. And right now, we are still on track for this to be gone either very early April, mid-April or or end of April. I thought we would be gone by actually end of March, but I don't think we're going to make it there. And I'm not sure why that one. I, I'm trying to figure out why the curve flattened a little when we're going down. I think we have to ask ourselves that question there because for some reason, one reason or another, we did lose a little momentum. All right. So I think we have to ask ourselves that. All right. But it doesn't mean we're on, we're on our way to a second wave. It's just that this curve. It didn't really flatten. I I think I used the wrong word that it flattened because it's still going down, but it's not going down at the exponential rate we had from January. But it's nothing to panic about, nothing at all. Now, the curve or the line, the the decline line, right, the the angle there for deaths is still exponentially diving since January. So that's good. That is really good. All right, people that's going to be it for the podcast today i hope you enjoyed it and uh you know again you know just think about what i have to say question what i have to say because after all you know it's just my opinion hey what's going on everyone hey i hope you like my podcast if you do Don't forget you can subscribe to me on any of the podcast platforms out there. Just look for Barbecue 2 Movies.